Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. And today we'll be talking about whether or not we'd rather die free or live as a slave. Because with everything going on and all of the overreaches that we've seen across the country to infringe on liberty, I want to see what people prefer and explain why I'd rather die free than live as a slave because we know what that looks like. And so I want to talk about a few of the examples that I've seen and some of the ways that we can push back as well because I want to leave us with some solutions on maybe ways that we can think about how to disobey without getting ourselves locked up in jail because that's not something that we want to do anyways. But also talk even about a couple people who have had that happen to them where by civil, civilly disobeying the law, they do end up in jail and we remember them as heroes. So before I get too far, I do want to remind you that you can find me on conversationwaregeneration.com. If you're on the website right now and you're enjoying the podcast, go over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast and subscribe, give it a good review and that way you don't miss out on the episodes. And also we'll be doing the Friday episodes now too with book reviews. So this week's will be uh, Walden by Thoreau with his, uh, also with his essay on civil disobedience as well. So we're going to be talking about that because it's very relevant, living, secl- living a secluded lifestyle and then disobeying the civil authorities because you don't like what they're doing. Sounds a lot like what we're talking about today. So we'll be diving deep into that a little bit this Friday, but for now, uh, you can also find me on facebook.com slash conversation of our generation or on Twitter at Con of our gen. And that way you can join the conversation and continue to get things, you know, get the dialogue going in some way on social with your friends, with me as well. I'm the one who manages the channels. So that way I can get some feedback and your thoughts, but feel free to share them. I, I really appreciate it when people do. And so Let's go in now to the quote of the week. And this one is one that you've probably seen a lot, especially right now, but it's from Benjamin Franklin, and it is, They who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And obviously he was saying this, you know, around the time of the revolution at some point, I'm not exactly sure when this would have been said or what this was for, if this was in some article right before or after. My guess is it's, I'm not sure actually, because I think it would fit either way. But I think it's a very relevant thing right now as we are basically on house arrest. For all of us who are healthy, I was listening to Matt Walsh's podcast yesterday and he says it's house arrest. The definition of quarantine is if you know that you've run into a contagion uh, or have one, then you quarantine yourself. But if you are perfectly healthy and have no reason to believe that you've come across somebody, then it's, I mean, it's not quarantine. (laughs) And so as we are really living shut into our houses, right, cooped up because the government says you can't go out and do things, You can't go out and pray in a church or have a couple friends hang out in a park. So all of those things that you can't do right now, 
you're just forfeiting, right? We're giving up an essential liberty. We've, they have attacked three major parts of the First Amendment. It protects freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, and freedom of press. That's what the First Amendment entails, is those, the ability to participate in those things. And the only thing that's happening right now is the press. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess they haven't really said that you can't speak freely, but in all intents and purposes, they've effectively, through social media and through the media, have shamed people out of it. So we've forfeited those liberties in order to obtain what exactly? To not get a virus? To, and especially if the numbers that we're seeing now are much more accurate and it looks like it's going to be as deadly as a mediocre flu year. <clears throat> I, I, I don't think that you can say that forfeiting your rights is worth it. And the people who do, I think, we don't deserve our liberty nor our safety at this point because we've stood up for neither of them in any real way throughout this whole process. And so it's a little disheartening to see <laughs> the people of America just acting like cowards and surrendering their rights as we have. I mean, we, we don't deserve to have the freedoms that we've had if this is how we're going to treat them. So today, what I want to talk about is how we can see what's going on around us and identify that and push back in any way we can so that we are preserving our freedom. And so, and also to do that without being a butthead, like some of the people who are going around licking things or breathing on all the fruit at a grocery store. That's not the kind of disobedience that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about something that isn't harmful to other people. That just shows the stupidity of some of the laws that we have. And I'm thinking of the guy who's out by himself running on the beach and the cop kind of starts walking towards him. And, and if you see the video, the guy's just kind of jogging along and then the cop starts running after him and gets behind him. And then the guy just puts it into another gear and just takes off and runs away from the cop. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. He doesn't know who that guy is. That guy's out socially distancing, obviously, being completely peaceful, not harming anybody, getting exercise like they say you're supposed to be able to do. And yet a cop is trying to confront him, violating most likely social distance rules. And so he takes off. <laughs> Those are the kinds of things. I saw someone covering up their license plate to go to church in Kentucky. It said it was a like a, they put cardboard over and it said it's Easter you tyrant <laughs> and so I think that that's good and even the people who are the churches who are saying we're not going to take this we're taking it to court because you're treating us unfairly those are the things that I'm talking about <clears throat> and so now that I've started to talk about some of the problems that I'm seeing let's dive into a few of those <clears throat> And from what I've seen, a lot of places, I've seen the government's overreaching with church services. As I mentioned already, the ability to assemble 
Uh, freedom to move and be outside like the guy on the beach or invasions of privacy and licensing and permits for the vaccinated and tested. So these last two are a little bit more things that I've heard said, but I haven't seen necessarily enacted yet. But based on the way people are talking about them, could very well be coming down the pike soon. And so let's talk then about... Uh, the church services, because I think this is one that's just entirely hypocritical of so many people who are saying that church isn't an essential service, but some of these other things that we're able to do, I mean, I'm able to go buy carry-out liquor, I'm able to go to a grocery store and buy toys in the toy section. I'm not saying we should close these things off or stop these. I'm able to go to Burger King uh, I mean, I can do quite a few things, but I can't go in by myself into a church and pray. I've tried the last couple of days to go in and just say a rosary in a church so that I can feel more in the presence, not have, like, I just had to stop the recording to go let my dog out because he's pouncing around above me. <laughs> I, I Last night, I did end up praying my rosary downstairs in my basement where I make the podcast, but above I could hear the TV going and my dog running around. And I want to go into the sanctuary where it is quiet and you do have Jesus there and you do have the beautiful Catholic art around you. And you can really feel a part of that even though you can't get the sacraments. And I'm not even saying necessarily that we should be getting the sacraments. I think I think that there's a way you could do the Eucharist and because Eucharist services don't fully require all of the, it doesn't require the full mass and everything that goes with it. There are Eucharistic services and I think that we can make exceptions to have them outside in a parking lot like some people have been doing and then figure a way around that, but who knows. My problem is that it's not being treated the same way other things are. The fact that you can go get a Burger King burger and you can't go to church that you can't even go in a church with no one else there or one other people, one other person, two other per people that are in pews 40 away from you, you know, 100 feet away from you. It doesn't make any sense. Why is that? And I think that they're trying to see what they can do, how far they can push. De Blasio was talking about not allowing churches and synagogues to reopen who violate stay-at-home orders or assembly rules. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. So there's obviously power grabs that are happening there that are just for the sake of seeing what they can do. And that's where I think pushing back needs to happen, where people should just six feet apart congregate on the stairs of churches. I heard, um, and I think that it's the Catholic Church who's been honestly not the most uh, effective at leading the way here. I've seen Protestants, I could hear a Protestant church that is at like probably a half mile away from my house. They had an outside church service. I could hear them singing on Easter morning as I was getting ready. I had, I, if I went outside, I could hear them preaching, singing, everything through the microphone. And it was beautiful. I, I was very happy to hear that and to see that happening. 
And then I went to go pray in my local Catholic church, and it's locked. And so that was very disheartening, if you ask me. <laughs> and so I think that we need to push back and to just leave the churches open for people to come in and be there, especially for Catholics and Orthodox and, uh, I mean, <clears throat> and the other Protestant denominations that do have some level of, I think, reverence for being in the building, right? There's a lot of Protestants who say, you know, anywhere is your church and so on. And that's, I, I'm not as worried about them. They're probably the people who are actually still gathering for church because they don't mind doing it in a parking lot. <laughs> it's the ones who, like the Lutherans and a lot of times and Anglican churches that are closer to a form of Catholicism that says that it has to be in the church, that that's part of it that, you know. And so those places need to be open for people to access them because if we can't access the sacraments right now because they violate social distancing, <clears throat> then we need to have other ways that we can have access. And the other thing is, if it's all if it, all it takes is a social distance order to say that you can't get the Eucharist, how weak are we? I mean, that's throwing away our entire, the source, and, as the Catholic Church calls it, the source and summit of the Catholic faith is the Eucharist. And we're allowing people to be deprived of that, the source and summit of their faith because we can't figure out a way to stay six feet apart and just and even more on moreover because the government is just saying hey by the way arbitrarily you can't be that close that's ridiculous and there needs to be pushback and churches should be still ministering to their people and not just putting up live streams those are great it's great to be able to watch the mass still but there has to be a way to have access because other non-Catholic churches, a lot of churches are figuring things out. And I'm glad that they are in some sort of civil disobedience showing that they're not going to take it. But I think that there has to be some sort of access to the church building, small gatherings of some sort, maybe. You can still do confession, <clears throat> right? even though I've seen some places saying they're not doing confession because it violates the rules, it doesn't. It doesn't. And so, I think we need to not over-commit to following the rules either <laughs> by taking away things that don't violate them. That's the first step. And then push back. The other thing is the ability to assemble. And that's enumerated as a right in the Constitution because you are allowed to peacefully gather with anybody as long as, you know, if you're not rioting, right, then you're able to gather together. And the assembly is often used for protesting, but that's not really what it's only for. <clears throat> they want to, they wanted to, the founding fathers, that is, preserve the right of people to gather in any form or fashion so long as it's peaceful. And in these last few weeks, I think you felt that a little bit. I know that for me, 
Easter when we weren't able to gather as a family because of these illegal orders that they have <laughs> out there. These are unconstitutional. That the ability to assemble really was something that I missed, right? I have a big family and we have a big family Easter most every year and all of a sudden we couldn't gather together and I think that there is a huge thing that's being missed there that you don't recognize how valuable that gathering together is and honestly I don't understand why you can gather 200 people together in a Walmart but you can't do it for church and you can't do it for you can't gather 25 people together for a family you know family holiday or 50 even but you can have 200 people there to buy beer in a Walmart it's ridiculous I mean I saw people at Lowe's is your garden essential <laughs> it, the question of what's essential is just so arbitrary and you can see so many people coming together in one place and shopping in Target or Walmart or Lowe's whatever it is and yet you can't gather with your 50 closest people that could be illegal you could get fined or arrested for that I say do it I say gather together it's a good thing to do and we're seeing now more and more again that these restrictions are not necessarily what is uh, bringing the numbers down that it seems to be that the reason the numbers are coming down is because that's what the numbers probably were going to be about as long as we didn't overwhelm our healthcare system and now we're not going to overwhelm our healthcare system so everyone's going to get this virus at some point why should we forego the chances to see our family and to be with our loved ones it's ridiculous that that would be the case so I think that the assembling together <clears throat> is something where oh I saw I, I remember now a great example this is it sounded like it was maybe over in the UK based on the accents could have been Australia as well but the cops broke down a guy's door because someone reported that he was having a party no party he wasn't having a party he was there by himself not necessarily I don't know if he was necessarily the most you know upright citizen or anything but <laughs> he was not at the time having a party cops broke down his door and searched his house with no for no like they didn't have any warrant it didn't seem like and we're searching to see if there were people there imagine that I mean that's like Nazi level stuff it's like the Nazis breaking down your door to see if you're hiding Jews or or the slave catchers coming by to see if you're hiding slaves that's that's the level that we're at now of this enforcement of of what and it's ridiculous and so the other one that I think is just absolutely absolutely insane is the restricting of people's freedom to move and be outside I just can't understand how <laughs> places are 
closing down parks or beaches or anything like that, instead of just telling people to be socially distanced, I can tell you that having been on beach vacations and gone and had a picnic in the park, I don't set up my blanket or your beach chair or anything like that anywhere close to other people. And you kind of try to avoid other people because you don't want to be in other people's business. So what is the issue with people going out there to be with the people that they're with inside in their home? Why can they not take those same people and be outside together somewhere? I mean, there was a man arrested for playing t-ball by himself with his wife in not doing, he literally was in the park that was open with three people socially distanced, like it said, doing one of the, not doing any of the activities that it said you can't do, like basketball or skateboard, like there's a couple that they said you couldn't do. He wasn't doing any of those. And they arrested the man. They went up and asked him for his identification. He was doing nothing wrong. He said, no, you don't deserve my identification. I'm not doing anything wrong, which is what I would say at that point. Because I would know the same thing, that I'm not violating any rules, so you don't have the right to ask me that. And he ended up getting put in cuffs in front of his six-year-old daughter. Now, I don't know. I think that cop would probably arrest anyone who's hiding Jews or, <laughs> or helping slaves escape. I would just assume that that cop would help them as well at this point. Because you're going to arrest a man in front of his six-year-old daughter for playing t-ball with his six-year-old daughter in a park. It's just sick and disgusting, and someone should fire that cop and remove his pension. And he maybe even put him in jail for that, honestly. He deserves to go to jail <laughs> for kidnapping and detaining somebody illegally, right? I mean, an arrest, if it's not legitimate is kidnapping. So he kidnapped the man. <laughs> so I think, uh, <clears throat> I think that there should be consequences for that cop or cops. I forget. I, have, I haven't seen the video in a while, so I can't remember if there was multiple. Regardless, anyone who was involved with that deserves to lose, lose their badge and their pension and maybe go scrub toilets for some in the most disgusting place that you can scrub toilets. I don't know what that would be. Maybe a gas station that sells sushi. Um, <laughs> but the freedom to move and be outside is... I mean, that's the only consolation that we have right now. Because they're forcing all these other restrictions. So, why can we not go out and enjoy parks? And enjoy a beach if you're near one? <clears throat> it doesn't make sense if you're far away from other people, you can't really spread the virus. They've shown that you can't really spread the virus outside. And they talk about how it lives on hard surfaces for a while, but actually the time that it lives on hard surfaces is not crazy. And also UV light is what my cousin, who's a nurse, they put their mask every day under UV light to kill the virus and put it in a paper bag and bring it back the next day to be reused. So, you know, what has a lot of UV light is the sun. I don't know if it's the same amount as those intensive lights, but I would imagine that it corrodes it still uh, far faster. I mean, they're talking about how you can pick up a package right after <clears throat> it's left on your porch. You can go buy a box of cereal. Those are hard surfaces. So why can't you play on a jungle gym far away from other people or swing on a swing that's three over from the next person? 
It's ridiculous. And I think that people should just go and be outside and enjoy the parks. And if people, if officers come and bother you, then you tell them, I'm not doing anything wrong. You can't see my, you cannot see my ID and you can screw off <laughs> because that's what they deserve to hear. If you're in any of those places <clears throat> and you've even seen it. Uh, for people who are trying to get around town to still do the jobs that the jobs that need to be done and they are being dragged off of buses or the cop is coming in spitting and yelling at everybody without a mask on to put masks on <laughs> and I just I think that freedom to move and to be in your car and take your car wherever you want and stay in it to, or even go outside. It's just ridiculous to see these restrictions. And I think that people should, you know, gauge the risk and do what they want. I mean, I can't tell you to go out and break the law, but I would say that anything that is right up against that threshold, I would do it so that, because right now we are constantly... I think the reason that so many of these restrictions were able to go through is we did retreat. We retreated into our homes and then they locked down everything outside of that. And we have to continue to be on the battlefront wherever we still have that freedom and continue to use that. Continue to be wherever you can that isn't locked down so that it can't be locked down without a fight. <laughs> and... That's what we need to be looking at. The last two things I am very afraid will be coming, and that's <clears throat> an invasion of privacy in a lot of ways of like what Korea has with surveillance. Um, we've already seen drones <laughs> flying around reminding people to stay distance and even potentially forcing people to have the vaccine, which is incredibly <laughs> illegal and unconstitutional and all sorts of things along those lines and I think that we need to and also to maybe even be able to preemptively test people to see if you can re-enter society that's a violation of your fourth amendment rights they have no right to check your antibodies to tell you whether or not you can leave your house <laughs> I mean like what <laughs> it, it, it's it's crazy to think that that's what people are tossing around as an idea right now. The ideas that I'm hearing make me think that this is Soviet Russia. It's crazy. And I've heard people saying that you have to, you know, get tested before you can re-enter society and have a license or a permit with you to show that you've been vaccinated or that you have the antibodies. So we can, and I think they want you to take the, they're going to give you a, like a little badge, kind of like a six-pointed star to wear around your neck, I guess, when this happens. I don't know. But they're marking people. I mean, it, every single thing that they're doing, it just, it's crazy how much <laughs> out of care for us that they're doing things that just look like Soviet Russia, that look like Nazi Germany that look like the people hunting down slaves. And if you can't see the parallels, then 
I would suggest you look back into the history a little bit, but also, we should be pointing this out and saying that if you're seeing this, that this is a bad path to be on. This is the path that started people to these totalitarian, deadly regimes that killed millions of people. I'm not saying we're going there, but I'm saying there's a lot, way too much in common to ignore, and we should be pushing back at every single step on those sorts of overreaches. Like, there can't be a surveillance state. We cannot have, we have so much already, I know, and I would like to dismantle the Patriot Act and just get rid of the TSA forever because it's totally not allowed to be there. <laughs> I mean, it's just completely a violation of the Fourth Amendment, and anyone who says otherwise is crazy. <laughs> but, I mean, it's preemptively searching before you get on a plane by the government. Now, if the airlines want to search you, that is different, right? <laughs> it is not the federal government searching you. The you have a private, if you have a private business, then you can have those sorts of stop gaps in place so that you can check people. And it would probably be a lot faster than the federal government doing it if the airlines did it. <clears throat> and so I think that this invasion of privacy, of surveillance, of, you know, potentially forcing people to get tests, I mean, violating your right to you know, you supposedly have this right to privacy that allows you to kill your unborn child, I would assume that that supposed right to privacy that really isn't quite there in that version, obviously, because that's a whole nother person, but you do have some sort of sovereignty over yourself, right, over your body, and I think that forcing testing or forcing vaccines on people is obviously a violation of that. And you can scream that it's public health and all these things, and that's fine. Then we should shut down every fast food restaurant and take all the Doritos and the uh, Pepsi and Mountain Dew because those are, I mean, people are giving their children diabetes with that at like age seven. All that stuff. So I think that's a bigger public health crisis. People being like seven, eight, nine, ten years old already having diabetes because their parents feed them crap. That's a much bigger health crisis than this is, <laughs> and we don't take any measure against that, other than, you know, Michelle Obama turning the school lunches into crap food, because <laughs> I remember being in high school at the time, and and my brothers were in grade school, and I saw what they ate, and it was absolutely disgusting looking, <clears throat> and so we can't have those sorts of draconian measures in order to fix a problem that, in order to fix any problem, you can't do that. You cannot f violate the fundamental rights of a human being to fix a problem. You can't turn someone into a slave to keep them safe. And that's what I want to get across today is that all of these different things that I've listed are really, four of them are violations of the Bill of Rights, <clears throat> which are not given to us by government, those rights, they are just enumerated to tell the government to stay the hell out of that 
all that business because that's naturally endowed by our creator, by the fact that we are human beings. We have these rights just by the nature of who we are. And to infringe upon them is to violate and to attack the very essence and our very nature, the very basic level of who and what we are as people and to attack our dignity in a way that allows them to do heinous and disgusting things because they've already violated the dignity that allows us to worship and assemble and not be tormented and searched and seizure have illegal search and seizures or have to even violate that by going around with a like licensing that says that you're allowed to be out and about you know that's just i mean that's what nazi germany did to the jews is they took away their ability to be practice their religion to assemble together to you know if they you were reported to be a jew they could just come in and check it out and find Jewish things and take your stuff. And then you had to wear a star, David, to show that you were Jewish so they could easily later on round you up. I mean, how can we not see this? That we're turning the people in our own country who got sick into some outsider, regardless of whether or not we round them up and put them in concentration camps is not the question. We are allowing our government to turn us into slaves even more than they already have and I don't know I can't sit here around and just do nothing and stand for it and I hope others can't so if you have other ideas of things that you can do to push back please let me know because I'd like to hear it in the meantime and hopefully you enjoy this episode hopefully you take something out of this and go to conversationforgeneration.com to learn more, find other resources, you'll subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and go to Twitter and Facebook to find more as well. But I'd like to hear what you're doing out there to push back. I'd like to hear of other people who you know who aren't taking this laying down and see what we can do to resist some of the infringements that we're seeing. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next week.